Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Looking forward to another uh, week here of uh, Everyday Revival. So excited that you can be with us. Get your Bible out or your your phone or whatever you have, if you're able to, if you're in the car. I always say if you're putting on your makeup, because that's where most women uh, listen to things like this. Um, If you're on your way to work, if you're taking the kids to school, wherever you are, you know he's right there with you. And uh, these things that we've been talking about are very powerful. Um, I don't take them for granted because I know that God's Word is powerful and it does a work in us. Uh, especially it says when we're doers of the word, right? So hopefully we're not just hearing these things, but we're actually putting them into action in our life um, and into um, into every everyday habits. Remember last time we were talking about, we started off talking about um, what we thought, what we think about every day and how that that is so, uh, it, it's so important in just our everyday living because most people get tripped up in their thinking. That's where the enemy gets, basically the Bible talks about getting a stronghold. Um, And he comes in and he uh, deceives and he uh, tricks. And so he gets people caught up in the way they think and it's a pattern. And then these patterns turn into strongholds. And so people are left helpless without God's power and they need help. And so you might know some people like this. It might be you, but I'm telling you, God's word is powerful and the Bible talks about it sharper than any two-edged sword. It knows how to divide and go down into the crevices of our thinking and of our heart and it, and it produces great things. Um, it's powerful. Um, so, uh, in getting back into these things, last time we left off on James uh, 4, 7, and we were talking about uh, submitting to God. That This verse, it doesn't just say resist the devil. It doesn't say just, you know, go into emergency mo- uh, mode and get him off your, you know, I've, I've heard people say, Pastor Kendall, you just have to pray for me because the, the enemy is just, he's just attacking. And, and look at, I, I don't take that, um, lightly. I, I believe that. Um, but I wanted you to look a little bit more at this because this first part of this verse talks about submitting. Submitting to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So there's a two-part par- part to this. And we have to do the first part in order for the second part to work. It's, in other words, you are resisting him from a place of relationship and not a place of unfrequent, you know, use. You are are resisting the enemy from a place of authority because you have a relationship with the one who gave you that authority. (laughs) Wow. Isn't Isn't that powerful? So submitting to God is a posture of my heart, but it's also actions in place, right? There's also things going on, not only because of the posture of my heart is bowed towards him. I know that he's the Lord of my life and he's the Lord of every part of my life. I submit to him. What does it mean, you know, uh, if we 
you know, police officer pulls, you know, somebody over and they're, they have a warrant out for their arrest. Right. And so they say, well, you're under arrest and they go to arrest them and put handcuffs on them. What do they do? A lot of times you see on the shows, they resist, right? So they resist arrest, but those two are polar opposites. Submitting and resisting are opposites. And so when the Bible talks about submitting to God, he's talking about a laying down. In other words, a bowing or a letting go of what you want and giving in to Jesus, giving in to what he wants. I'm submitting to God. And as I submit to him, as I bow my heart to him, as I do what he asks of me, then when the enemy tries to get come in, or get on my, my tail for some reason, or, you know, comes at me from every direction, I have the authority and the ability from this verse to resist him. And the Bible says he will flee from me. It doesn't say maybe, it says he will. So I trust in that. I put my faith in that. <laughs> That's good news, y'all. I don't know about you, but that is good news. And so last time we were talking about these things. We were talking about uh, the Bible said that to put on the whole armor of God and that I had something to do with that. That's, that's telling me to do something. I can't just sit back and come to church once a month and hope that I'm going to be victorious in my life. And that's, you know, I think a lie that's been sold to so many people is that, you know, you're okay. God's okay. We're all okay. And he's cool. God's cool. Uh, you know, not so much in the fact that there are things that prerequisites that, that, that he asks in his word for the things that we want to happen to happen. And if they don't happen, it's not his fault. It's not God's fault. It's our fault. And most people won't preach that. But anyway, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the clever schemes or the wiles of the devil. Praise God. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I'm not wrestling against people. I'm not mad at people. No. I mean, the enemy can use people and he's used some people and the best of some people. But, you know, it says, but, uh, but we don't wrestle against them. And then he goes on to say who we do wrestle against, against principalities, powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And then he says, so therefore take up. So first he says, put on, and then he says, take up. So those are action words. It's not sit around, eat Twinkies at your house and, and you know, watch the new episodes of, of Office and you're going to have a victorious life. No, no, no. It says you have to do something. You got to put on something. You got to take up the whole armor of God that you what may be able to withstand in the evil day. And I'm telling you, I said this last time, if you want to be able to stand up and not fall and be, you know, when, when it says fall, and let me just put it down in 2023 terms. If you want to be uh, standing out as one who is victorious, things are working in your life, God is for you, he's helping you in your finances. You know, when you're sick in your body, you know, you get touched and God's, God's touching you. He's, he's 
working in your life, finances. He's, he's helping you on every, in every arena. That's when God's working in your life. It says that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand, therefore. So these are all action things. I've got to do something. I can't just lay down the first time that something comes against me. I've got to stand up and say, oh, no, you don't, devil. I resist you. And by the way, you, you're not winning in this. And I get to praying. And I get to talking to my Heavenly Father. Why? Because it's relational. I have a relationship with Him. I know His voice, right? I recognize when He's speaking to me. And I'm telling you, if there's any one thing that people want to know, they want to know when God's speaking to them. I believe they did a study, and I, I, I've said this for years. I don't know what the study is now. I don't even know if they've taken that study. But one time I, they did a Barner report on there was, there was, if it was one thing that you could know uh, or you could ask God, what would it be? And I think it was the top, the top answer was to know how to hear God's voice to know when God was speaking to them. Or we could basically say how to be led by the Spirit of God. That's, it's crucial in the days we're living in. To be what? In the right place at the right time. We always said this to our kids, with the right people doing the right things, right? So that you, you're always at the right place at the right time. And uh, so it says that you might be able to uh, withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. So now I'm going to get into this this week about what we're to stand with. He said, stand therefore girding your waist with truth. Or we could say the word of God. Having, having a, a firm foundation on that. The, with the truth. Having put on the, blessed, the breastplate of righteousness. In other words, knowing who you are in Christ. Knowing what he's done for you knowing that you belong to God and that you have a relationship with him and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able, here we go, to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Well, that's what we were talking about when we said when the enemy's coming at you with all these things, he's attacking you financially, he's attacking you with your kids, he's attacking you with this. What are those fiery darts of, of the enemy, of the wicked one, it says? How do we quench those? Well, the Bible says the shield of faith, our faith intact. How do we have faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm going to get into a good church. I'm going to get into a, a good local church where they preach the word of God and they preach the whole word of God. So why? I'll be able to withstand in the evil day. I'll be able to use my faith in the evil day and I won't fall. I won't fall when everybody around me is gripped with fear, when devastation is coming upon the earth. What? I have faith. I have God on the inside of me. He's keeping me. He's keeping me strong. And then it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And then listen to this. This is another action word. And being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And being watchful with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. In other words, praying and being watchful. And don't just stick your head in, in, in a hole or go get in a cave. 
but know what you were born for. So anyway, so we were talking about being strong in God's power on the inside of you. This is the, the little roadmap here. This is the, the, the place where you can get that. In Ephesians chapter 6 here, putting on the whole armor of God. You know, um, a lot of times we don't know what our yes will open up for us. And we don't know what our no will close down in our lives. You know, when we were talking about James 4, 7, I thought about that. I was thinking about that, you know, if I didn't submit to God all those years ago, if I wouldn't have given my life to God, and, and then not only that, just that one time, but a continual daily relationship with him. If I hadn't have done that, where would I be? Where would my, what would my life look like? Well, I tell you, I know, I could tell you, I could sit here and go down a bad scenario because I know who I hung around with. I know what I did, you know, and I choose, I mean, he forgot my past, you know, Jesus, he freed me from my past. I'm not the same person anymore, but if I wouldn't have done that, where would I be? My yes opened up for me a whole life of freedom, a whole life of help, a whole life of victory. My yes, but it was my choice. But then there's people, we don't know sometimes what our no will close down in our lives. If I would have said no, what if the apostle Paul, what if he would have said no? What if like the bright light would have come out of heaven, shone down upon him? You know, we see all in the movies how it shone down upon him. And he said, you know, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou? And he would have said, oh man, I got to keep on going. And he got back up on his horse or it said it blinded him. So he wouldn't have been able to, but what if he would have said no? What if he would have just hardened his heart even more and, and said, what would happen? I mean, I'm sure God would, he has a plan and he would have found somebody else who would have said yes, but it hit Paul's yes opened up facets of revelation for us now that we read in the epistles. Come on. Right? So your yes will open up in your family things that you can't even, you can't even articulate. It'll open up uh, avenues for your kids to get born again. It'll open up a relationship for them in their, in, when they get married one day and that your, your walk with God paved a way for them. I mean, we could sit here and go on this all day, talk about our yeses. But we, we want to make sure that we don't say no when he's telling us to do something. See, God's power will work in us, and it is working in us, but we have to submit our will. We have to submit our wants to him. And when we do that, he gives us everything. He gives us everything that he is. He moves in and he becomes the Lord of our life. Our no will close down things in our life. Our, our no will close down God's power working in our life. But I believe many of us, we've said yes, right? And we're going forward into the things of God. And he's using us. And he's... he's um. He's, he's doing great things in our life. I want to read this verse. How about this one? I know you've heard this many times. 1 John 5, 4. 1 John 5, 4 says, This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith is the victory. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So I've got to have God's power working in my life, and I've got to have my faith intact. I've got to build my faith right? We have faith, 
but we've got to build our faith muscles. We've got to, we've got to use our faith. Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? The enemy might try things, tactics, uh, things that he, he might you know, try to use against us, but what do we do? We stand against him. If God is for us, who can be against us? And listen, we've got to do something too. And in, in, in when we get up, remember I was talking about how we think, but it's how we talk too. We've got to um, ask God to help us in, in, in what comes out of our mouth. And believe you me, I ask him all the time to help me, right? So um, in changing our language, becoming a language of faith, a language of love, right? If, if you, can't walk in, you can't walk in faith and not walk in love. Your faith won't work. So there's many facets here. But we got to change our language, what's coming out of our mouth. Well, you know, it just always seems hard for me. And my family is just always hard. Well, if you say it's always going to be hard, it will always be hard. And the more you talk about difficulty, the more difficulty is invited in. Difficulty will be a staple in your life if you talk that way. So how, how do I talk different, Pastor Ken? I mean, I don't know. It's just something I've always done. Get God's word in your mouth. Get his word in your mouth. If you want to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, against the clever schemes, you've got to have God's word in your mouth. And you can't be talking like everybody else is talking. When I say everybody else, listen, all I'm talking about are people who don't know the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, they're not born again. That's all I'm talking about. So people that don't know God, don't know that relationship or the relational side, they're going to talk however they want. They're going to have cussing mixed up in it. They're going to have a little bit of word here. They're not going to know exactly what to say. But when Jesus comes to live on the inside of us, come on, on the inside, down on the inside of us to reside, there are words now that we must speak as part of our faith. We're confessing and we're speaking what we want to see. So what are we saying? We got to learn that language. You know, I had to learn a whole new language when I got born again because my language was worse than some sailors. I'm sure it was. I said words that I don't even, I wouldn't even begin to think about right now. I'm not even going to think that way. But the language, we, we get the language of faith, the language of redemption, what Jesus did for us in Christ? Are you kidding? Come on. When we start talking about the blood of Jesus and redemption and that Jesus' blood, it cleansed me, it purged me of all sin, and now I'm free to stand before Jesus as though I've done nothing wrong? Are you kidding me? When we started talking that, man, God's power shows up. We start talking about the blood and the power in the blood. Oh, my goodness. The language of redemption the language of what he's done for us, the language of faith. When we change the way we think and change the way we talk, man, the devil cannot have an entrance into our life. He can't have an entrance into our kids. Well, you don't know, you know, Pastor Ken, my kids, they're, they're not serving God now. They're not doing right. Well, you know, that might be what you see in the natural, but what comes out of your mouth can be a whole different tune. Thank you, Lord, every day. Remember I said every day it's a submitting to him? Thank you, Lord, 
that you're working in, in my, my son's life. Thank you that you're working in my daughter's life. Thank you that they're not happy uh, with, with, with what they're doing, that they become unsatisfied and dissatisfied with life until they, until they get right with you. Until, thank you for sending people across their path. Thank you, Father, that they'll listen to someone who has the gospel on their lips, someone that would preach the gospel to. If they're not going to listen to me, thank you for sending somebody across their path. Thank you that their heart belongs to you and that they won't be satisfied until they, until they get things right with you. See? And you talk like that every day. And you, and you go before God's throne and you, and you lay out your heart before him. He's a good God. So we don't want to talk like, I'm depressed, I'm broke, I'm confused. How many people say, I'm just confused, I just don't know what to do. I'm just, I feel oppressed. I feel like my mind's oppressed. No, you can, you can turn those things around. I have the life of God in me. Um, I'm going to leave you with this verse today. Man, we didn't get very far. Psalms 30. Here's a Psalms for you. Psalms 30 in verse 11. And I'll read this. Psalms 30, verse 11. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing, and you have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. But I just, in my mind, I just feel like my mind, I just feel. No, no, no. Put the word in your mouth. Well, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. What is that? Talk about dancing. It's talk about singing. It's talking about being glad. And it's talking about thanksgiving. And I talked about that two podcasts ago. That when we put those things in our mouth, that's we're putting faith in our mouth. We're saying, God, I see in the natural that this is going on, but I trust you more than that. I'm not going to look at what I see. I'm going to look at what I don't see. And I'm going to place that in your hands, and I'm going to get real happy right now ahead of time that you're working on my situation. That's just too much work. I just can't do that. Well, and then unfortunately, we'll have to do without because when we put the word of God in our mouth, things change. Things turn around for us. Oh my goodness. We have the, the, the words of faith in our mouth. So we have to, we have to uh, see things the way God sees them. And, and I pray that for you today, that you'll see this the way that God sees it. That he sees you as valuable. He sees you as precious. He sees you so precious. And I remember hearing this years ago, and I remember when I first heard it, I didn't, I didn't believe it. But it's so true, and I see it now that even if you were the only person on this earth, he would have come and sent his son to die for you so that you might be born again, so that you might receive the precious gift of eternal life. And I pray, I pray that if you've never heard this before, if you just happen to come across this podcast and, I, and you've never heard that before, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And in, in, even if you have heard this before many times or you've grown up in it, I, I believe that you're hearing it afresh today, that he loves you, he value, values you, and he doesn't see your past uh, as too hard. He doesn't see that you're a broken person. He sees you through the blood. 
That's what I love about what he did for us. <laughs> Jesus did for us through the blood. And he values you and he loves you. And he sees what you're going through. And he wants you to walk in victory. And I believe you've heard these words today. And these are steps to victory, basically. Steps to walking in the power of God. And I believe that uh, he's going to turn things for you. So, Father, today, I just thank you that you're turning things in these people's lives. Whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're facing, I thank you that they see, they have a, a revelation of who you are and how great you are, and that they can have a relationship with you and live in victory, actually, in everyday revival. When the world's going crazy, when the world's not at peace, when people are, they look like they're, they're zombies walking around. We have life in us. You say that, said that you came, that we might have life, that we might have it more abundantly, greater, better. And so I believe that. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Well, I believe that prayer is for you today. And I believe that you're getting things from these podcasts. I believe that they're helping you and that God's working in your life. Listen, if you have a testimony, I, we'd love to hear them. Uh, you can email us at office at faithlifefamily.com. We'd be glad to hear uh, your testimony because I believe God's doing great things in the earth today. So I have no reason to believe that he's not doing things through this podcast and he's working in your life. Thank you, Lord. And so we just thank you that uh, when we get back with you next week, that we will have had testimonies and great things are happening. So until next time, live in everyday revival.